This is Reasons to be Mindful, a podcast about everyday people who practice some form of mindfulness or meditation to make life easier and more enjoyable. I'm your host, Jen Hill, founder of Right Brain Liaisons, and I'm interested in how people apply different techniques and practices to keep their mind fit, healthy, and better able to deal with the unavoidable challenges of being human. This is episode one. Today you'll hear from Ness Stonell. Ness is the founder of JobPair, an organization that makes flexible work possible for individuals and organizations. Ness is also a marketing consultant and a mom and family woman. I started by asking Ness why she learned to meditate. About six years ago, I was working long hours and was stressed and tired, which funny that back at that point, I didn't really realize how stressed I was. I was having some health issues. It was mainly uh, some skin issues, um, gut and also fatigue. And so it was suggested to me by a few people, including one of the doctors that I was seeing to try meditation. Um, And so I started out meditating with the Headspace app, which was a great introduction at the time. And Yeah, so that was really good uh, just on my mobile phone at home. And then also I started going to yoga. And so um, through classes, I was introduced to a range of mindfulness techniques as well. So um, that was great to get a variety um, of different mindfulness techniques um, when starting out. And did you find that it did help to address some of those physical health issues that might have been effects of stress? Yeah, absolutely. There were benefits short and long-term. So long-term, I think meditation was definitely critical in my the recovery of my well-being and that actually ended up being a, a few years of a journey. In the end, um, I had to resign from work. Um, I was in a pretty full-on corporate marketing role and I was just all on um, whether it was work or, you know, socialising, exercising, whatnot. So... I found that, yeah, you know, what meditation did do was just help me stop and just calm down, slow down, um, and just really bring me back to being in the present moment. And, you know, and the benefit too, so then also my thinking. So I'm someone who can very much overthink and just, you know, be in this state of constantly thinking from you know, one thing to the next, or maybe I'm thinking about three things at once. So, um, you know, what meditation did do and does help me with is just, you know, coming back and focusing on what I'm doing right now and letting go of thoughts and worries. So I think it's been beneficial from a mental perspective as well as also a physical perspective. You know, I've seen the benefits that it's had to my body in helping heal those um those issues and and other physical benefits too. Before finishing up work, I was 
I basically was trying everything possible. And it was one of those scenarios where for a few years, uh, probably about two years, it was, you know, two steps forward, one step back. And so diet was very much part of it. I was on quite a strict diet and doing lots of really gut healing things and whatnot really changed up my exercise. I was someone who had loved running and boot camp and so changed that out for yoga and just some more gentle exercise. And, you know, there was just a whole realm of things, you know, obviously taking some medication and supplements to assist. Um, And so the meditation was then really helpful in I'm, I'm someone traditionally who has been very on and not that good at stopping. So what I have found is through the practice of meditation and, um, you know, coming into my life that I'm so much better at doing that. And I have experienced the benefits and how calm and just how better I operate and I'm a better person for it that I actually want to stop now and really value resting. What you described there is overthinking or it's almost like an addiction to overthinking or just uh, getting caught up in that and not being able to stop the thinking mind and just be present. I think that's incredibly common. I don't have any evidence of this, but I feel like it's particularly common amongst women. And so with that, then meditation when you start is pretty challenging because you're, you're, you're immediately faced with that busyness in your own mind and it's not not necessarily helpful mind chatter it can often be self-critical or negative can you talk a little bit about how that was when you first started yeah you're spot on you know I remember when I first started meditating it was like it was a task on my to-do list (laughs) you know like I should be doing this so you know and it was challenging and there was resistance in my body because I wasn't used to doing something like that. These days there's a lot more, you know, meditating and mindfulness going on that I think, you know, in the last six years we've come so far that Jen, I've come to some of your classes and I think the whole idea of doing something like that's great because you then afterwards get to share your experiences with people and it's nice to have someone to discuss that uncomfortableness or whatnot and go, okay, I'm not alone here, right? But for me, I because I was doing it through an app, I think there were some tools on the app to be like, look, this is what can happen in the start of the journey. And also my sister was starting at the same time. So we'd have some chat. So I think having that support or just someone to talk to or just know that it's not uncommon for people to feel some sort of resistance or uncomfortableness. Uh, you know, when start out. And I still think that you can have it years later. I'm not practicing daily at the moment. Um, I'd love to, but I've got a 20 month old and I'm 20 weeks pregnant. And so just, you know, sitting down regularly every day to meditate, it's just a little bit tricky at the moment to find that time. But what I do do instead is, is that I've learned so many, you know, just the whole idea of mindfulness and being present in the moment that I really bring that in on a daily basis. Recently, I have been sitting down a bit to meditate and just give myself that time. And, and I've noticed there's some resistance there. So I think even years later, you know, you can have some of those experiences, but it's maybe accentuated at the beginning. Now, you mentioned integrating the principles into daily life. Can you tell us a little bit about how you do that? 
Yeah, sure. So for me, mindful walking. So that's something I can do every day. Um, And that's been really helpful, you know, particularly in the first 12 months of of being a new mum. That was something I could do. I could get out with the pram with my son in there and we would go walking. And I would just, you know, look around, you know, the trees, birds, cars, what sounds I'm hearing and just be really present in what I'm doing right then. I'd go get a coffee. The drinking the coffee was a mindful experience in itself too so um, other things I, I find that nature is really helpful at grounding and calming me so just taking off my shoes and going out on the lawn out in the backyard and walking around on that is beautiful and you know I love going to the beach and again walking barefoot on the sand I find that really just that whole feeling of what you're feeling through your feet and you know the texture and you know if it's cold you know what that feeling's like on your feet and whatnot so yeah they're probably a few of my key ones that um, I do on a daily basis and I think it's amazing how even you know five minutes of it what that can do you know you might think oh I'm so busy I can't do anything but you can and just you know the benefit of five minutes of it um, if that's all you can afford um, I still think is you know so much more beneficial than nothing that day. You mentioned being busy. I know that you're a busy person. What would you say to someone who perhaps has heard about meditation and they think, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool, but I just don't have time for that? I think it's ironic because that's a crucial part of meditation is, you know, the calming us and slowing us down. And I can really relate to that because, you know, as I've said, like, you know, my initial experience of it, you know, there is some resistance and hesitation, particularly if you are someone who's not used to stopping. You know, I remember when I started, it just felt like it was another thing to do. But through the practice of meditation, I've got really clear on what's important to me and what's not. And so it's actually freed up time for me. Um, It's calmed my mind and body. So then what, you know, that does in the clarity of my thinking and just how I operate that I'm more productive. And then also it's, yes, slowed me down and it's been such a nice feeling in slowing down that I actually want to. You're listening to Reasons to be Mindful, a podcast for people interested in bringing more mindfulness, i.e. presence, into daily life. Are there any formal techniques that you've tried that work well for you or that you use regularly? So there's a few that I really like and do these days. So the first favourite is the loving kindness meditation, um, which, you know, I've done with a few uh, people and Jen, I really love yours. I very much feel a sense of warmth and calmness. So really enjoy that. The second is autogenic therapy so this is something I was actually introduced to by a psychologist I saw during the time I was going through all my health issues it's a relaxation technique that focuses on promoting feelings of calmness and relaxation in your body to help reduce stress and anxieties what you do in this technique is actually visualize imagery and body awareness to reduce stress so you repeat words or suggestions in your mind to relax your muscle tension um, and heal the body so it might be something like you know my arms are feeling heavy and warm 
and repeating that, you actually get that sense of warmth and heaviness and just relaxation. Um, and so I have found that this technique has actually got me into the deepest state of relaxation, so much so that it's, yeah, it's almost like something that I just crave that feeling because it's very powerful. So that one I really love and I found it very helpful, yeah, in helping me with my um, health issues. And then the um, other one that I really love, if you've only got even a few minutes, is just the stress relief where you go through your body and you, you know, you clench your feet and then you let them go and then you move up and you're doing it to your legs and whatnot. And how just after a few minutes, you know, your body just feels so much more relaxed than what it did beforehand. And something so simple to have such an effect is, yeah, quite a beautiful experience. Through your work, you help individuals and businesses thrive. What helps you thrive? Uh, Well, so I would say that mindfulness and meditation has been a big part of it. And I think of my energy and my health like a bank account. So, you know, we can't just withdraw cash from our bank account or we'll go bankrupt. We need to actually put money in. And so it's very much the same for your health and wellbeing. And I think through my health experiences, this was a big learning for me. So I think what helps me thrive is knowing what actually gives me energy and what's good to go in and just being really mindful of that balance of in and out. Yeah, so for me, it's mindfulness and yoga, going for walks. I love the beach, catching up with friends and family, having a lovely glass of wine with some friends. Time with my family as well is is very important to me and, and really helps me thrive. And I would say my work really very much does. So I'm incredibly passionate about helping people and organizations thrive in work and life. Every day I just get really excited and really enjoy what I do, helping see people bring flexible work to life and the benefit that that has to them, to their health and well-being as well as other areas of their life. And also the, you know, the power of what flexible work offers for businesses too in terms of productivity and profit and innovation. I think there's definitely a shift we're seeing that, People are starting to see that working hard doesn't mean long hours or burning out. Too many people are actually burning out and their health is being impacted and relationships being impacted. Yeah, we're starting to see a shift in that, which is great because the whole point of what we see in flexible work and one of the benefits is, is that actually working less hours, people are more productive because, you know, they've got time to exercise, do mindful activities spend time with loved ones and recharge themselves that when they get into their work they're in and just get it done not only um do you bring a lot of passion energy and enthusiasm to your work but the fact that you've pushed yourself so hard you've been through burnout then changing your relationship with yourself and your mind and your body and finding out how to actually be well and now being able to help others in that same way is incredibly powerful how can people uh, get in touch with you and, and how can they receive your help? Thank you. Yeah, well, look, for anyone interested in help with flexible work, please head over to JobPair's website or otherwise you can get in contact with me on LinkedIn. Yeah, always very happy to speak with people. Um, and as I said, you know, really love helping people in this space. We offer real solutions for people in bringing flexible work to life. We match people to job share 
we've got lots of free resources in terms of, um, you know, tips on how to work from home and negotiate flexible working arrangements and whatnot. We've also have flex coaching as a service. And at the moment, we're just in the final stages of building our online training platform, which is really exciting. And there's a few free trainings. Head over to JobPair's website and you'll just see in the main menu how to click through to the Flexibility Academy. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Take care. That's it for today's episode. A huge thank you to our guest, Ness Donnell, for her time and willingness to share personal stories, tips and insights. And another huge thanks to you for listening. All the links mentioned in today's episode are included in the podcast summary, including links to free guided meditation recordings for you to practice with. Join us next week when we'll chat with David Pyatt about calming a busy and reactive mind. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the guidance of your doctor or a qualified health professional. You can visit my website, rightbrainliaisons.com, if you're interested in learning more about mindfulness or meditation, or are interested in one-on-one coaching, or joining one of my classes or groups. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, join us on social media, and rate and review the podcast to help us spread the word. Thanks again for listening, have a great week, and bye for now.